that's what we hope for and so uh, we do love you today and why we can say that is because Jesus loved us first and then we can go back I love you man because he did all of that uh, for us amen we have an opportunity to sow into the kingdom of God with our offerings and uh, if you're making out a check, you can make it payable to the community church. God bless you in your offering. Hallelujah. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord. Why don't we just raise that up to him? You know, it's important uh, to be obedient for one thing, but just to say, God, you blessed me so much. And we uh, appreciate it so much, Lord, that you have financially you've taken care of us in every area and father we ask for a tremendous blessing upon each person now as they go throughout this next year and prosper in all the things that you have them do in jesus name we pray amen god bless you in your giving kids do we have the kids kids out all right God bless you kids, listen to your teachers, be cool. All right. I'm mentioning the Prowlers, they have a ball game on Friday night. I think it's a homecoming game, if I'm not mistaken, here in town. Uh, so if you're wanting to do something like that, that'd be cool too. We love our city, you know. And so that's, that's so uh, powerful. Um, okay. So the word of the Lord is the most powerful thing that we could accomplish uh, by hearing it and doing it. And uh, Mary and Jim have been doing some traveling to different places and uh, they drove down to Lynn, Indiana, where uh, Prophet, Apostle Prophet Jack Hines lives. He's 97 years old now. And uh, Mary is going to be preaching today. And I'm hoping to hear some good things. Well, I'm, sh I'm sure we're going to hear some good things that Brother Jack, 97 years old, that's pretty cool. So Mary, would you come? Let's give her a community church welcome. God bless you, Mary. Thanks. All right. yes. Wow, I've missed you guys. We missed two services. I missed the family. Wow. Um, I'm just, ever since I walked into the building this morning, I just got um Where's Sarah? They were practicing. The kids were practicing. And when I walked in the entryway and the, I heard the, the voices of the children, it was like something angelic. I mean, it just hit me. It was like, wow, it was so powerful. And then just this worship service was so amazing. Um, and, and I don't know about you, but I'm kind of getting um, wrecked in God. <laughs> God's been doing some amazing things, and he's speaking. There's just so much going on that sometimes I'm trying to sort it all out and, and figure out but what's, what's happening. But 
we're just in such an amazing season right now. And, and I, just, I just want to encourage you, did you feel that this morning in this house? Did you feel a shift? There was a shift that is happening. And I love what that word says. Even when we don't see it, he's working. So that's what I feel is really going on. But right now, I just want to pray. Father, I just, we just love you today. Father, we thank you that, that, that you've called us your own, that you have an amazing destiny and plan for each one of our lives and corporately for this church, Father. And Holy Spirit, I just, I just thank you for, for visiting us and being here with us and being released through us, being released through the children this morning. For God, we know that it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. You're in us, you surrounded us, and your presence is with us. And, and in this day and hour, you want to release that presence into a dark world. You want to illuminate the light of the gospel in this hour. And Lord, I just thank you that as I walked in here this morning, I felt the presence of God like I had it in a long time. And I praise you for that, God. I praise you for what you're doing in the hearts of your people, in the lives of not only my generation and my children's generation, but my grandchildren's generation. And I praise you for that, God. So we just thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Um, wow. I feel like I can't even go by my notes. <laughs> and so I, I probably won't. But um, we, we just got, um, I think, I think since last winter, when Jim and I went to Texas and we just spent some time, um, I, I felt like God gave me a Sabbath rest. And in that time, I just felt such healing happening in my heart. And, and there was really, um, I had got introduced to a gal that does heart healing. And I did some sessions with her, and it was so amazing. And I didn't realize the trauma that had been in my life from 2020. And from, from not only what we went through with, with, um, with the virus, but also with, with my, my cancer and the treatments and all that. And I didn't realize the trauma that I had. I felt I was doing OK. I was getting healthier and better. And, and yet when I started really entering into heart healing and getting into the presence of God, I realized that I had trauma in my life and I needed healing. And so I, I feel like God has been just doing such an amazing thing. And I really feel that God, and we know that the kingdom of God is all about transformation. It's all about transformation. Um, God is always restoring what's been stolen, what's been lost, what is, what. Um, what's trauma, whatever has happened in our life, the gospel of the kingdom is restoration and wholeness. And God really wants, I believe he's, he's, that's what he's desiring. So I feel like that's been really happening in my life. And I've, I've just felt, um, it seems like whenever I get in the word or whenever um, I listen I have some people I listen to, and I just feel like every once in a while, it's just like, whoa, God just hits me. 
the presence of God is just so powerful. And I've felt it in our services, in our worship services here. Um, so I really believe that it's a season that we just revisit that, that anointing that God is flowing out. But anyway, so, um, you know, everybody knows we went through um, the death of my mom. My mom was 96. And um, maybe for the last, my dad's been gone for 18 years. So maybe since dad's been gone, my mom, um, we kind of made a joke of it, but she would, she would, um, I think we had Storm and Gracie and Jared were the only great grandkids when my dad died. And when my mom died, she had 35 great grandkids. Think about that. But you know, in the last 18 years, those great grandkids, I, I believe, kept her alive for 96 years. Because we'd say, oh, mom, there's another baby coming. You know? And then when that baby would be born, we'd say, okay, who's next? <laughs> because we felt like that just brought life to her. That, I mean, we're talking with my mom, that's four generations. That's amazing. And she had 35 of them. Yeah. And, and, you know, it was, like I said, in the last 15, 18 years, I mean, that's what's brought life to her. I mean, yeah, she loved, she loved us kids and she loved her grandkids. But boy, when those great grandbabies came around, and she always asked about them. And you know, I think, you know, Sarah could probably even admit to this about your dad. Rod, um, Grandpa Rod, just loved his, his, his great grandkids. And they loved him. And one thing that I, I found out that I felt after my mom passed was, was, was so amazing was that she, t- she literally in her life touched four generations. She literally imparted something into, into four generations. And isn't that God? Isn't that the kingdom? You know? So, anyway, with all that being said, we got to go see Jack Hines. Yes. Oh, my gosh, you guys. It was after Mom died, and Jim and I had planned on a trip to Wyoming or going out to Yellowstone this fall. But with taking care of my mom for four months, we really didn't have that opportunity to be able to leave. And so after mom passed, about three weeks later, Jim kind of looked at me and said, well, maybe we should go somewhere. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit say, you need to go to Indiana. You need to go see Jack. So it's just like within days, we were packed up and we went. Okay, if you don't know Jack Hines, oh my God, I just so so think that everybody knows Jack Hines. Okay, Jack Hines is when we first got saved in Richwood. He he was he was like a father to us. We were young. We didn't know nothing about God. We didn't know the Word. We didn't know nothing. We were we were pretty green, and he just came in and he fathered us and he mentored us and he prophesied over us and he. He encouraged us, and when we moved up here to build a church, he'd come once a year, him and his wife Thelma, and they would, they would stay in the motorhome, and he called it his eagle's nest, and he'd pray and fast and get the word, and, 
and the Holy Spirit would come, and we just had revival. I know Devin Frank, and there's a, I mean, there's a bunch of us anyway. So that he's like a father to us in the in the spirit and the realms of faith. So um, he's 97. He turned 97, and I had seen a picture of him. He had gone with um, Joel and Sheila, some friends that we have met along the way, and he was ministering. He prayed for about a hundred people the week before we got there. So I was like, "Wow, Jack's doing amazing," you know. So when we got a little closer, I called Barbara, and she said, "Oh, he's not doing well." She said, he's, he's really weak, he's been in the hospital, and, um, and I just started, like, I mean, I'd just gone through the trauma of, of watching my mom die, so I was just like, oh, God, I don't even know if I can handle this, you know, but I knew we, we were, God had appointed us to go, so, so um, we were still a couple days drive away, and and I just prayed. I said, God, don't, don't take him. I want to see him. I just want to see him alive. And we get there, and he's so excited to see us. Yes, he's weak, and he's, he was struggling with some anxiety and some things. And, but he was so happy to see us. And, and um, we just started reminiscing about the years. And, I mean, everything came back to his memory, and, and um, it was so amazing. And we felt so loved, and they felt so loved, and we just had such an amazing time. But Jack was struggling, you know? So we got to even care for him a little bit. But still, just singing and preaching, and um, it was totally amazing. Um, I got to ride. Sheila and them have, we, we just, I just started remembering the years and the presence of God and what happened to us and how it changed us. And I even got to take a ride in, what was in a Polaris slingshot, down the road. I don't know if some of you remember. Jack Hines had a visitation. He had an encounter with God. He was preaching in a small church, and I got to see that small church. Sheila took it to me. And then we went down the road. And when he was leaving that church that night, it was really foggy, he said. And he, he told this story to us many times. And um, it was really foggy. And, and he came into, he was driving, and he came into a clearing. And he said he stopped. And the ancient of days walked out of the cloud. Jesus walked out, and he walked, and he touched him, and he anointed him for ministry. So those type of encounters and the types of things that, that we, we grew up with, and those stories, and I got to see that place, and it was amazing. I just felt um, so special. But, okay, so I do have a video I want to share with you that Jack's, Jack shared with me, and I want to share it with you. But first, before I show it, I want to just, I just, the other day I was listening to Cindy Jacobs, if anybody knows her, she's, she's got Generals International, and she was talking to Chuck, Chuck Pierce. He was talking about the Jewish calendar. The Jewish calendar starts here in September for the new year. So we're into the new year of the Jewish calendar. Um, and they were just talking that, that um, they were just explaining what God was doing. And, it's, and 
I, I just was like, wow, this is, this is too much because I really felt like this is what's happening in my world, in Jim's world, in our world. And so um, they talked about 2020 was 1780 in the Jewish calendar. And it means new beginnings for testimony, moving in a new way. That's what that numbers mean. 80 means new beginnings. And that was 2020 for us. And I, I, when I heard that, I thought, wow, God did, uh, there was some new beginnings there. Yes, COVID was hard. We were locked down. God even locked us down to get quiet before him, I believe. Um, but the testimony, Deb got healed. I got healed. Tom, the miracle of Tom. Think about the, t the, the new beginning, the new testimony of even in this house. We think about that. I mean, these aren't little things. <laughs> what Deb went through was not a little thing. <laughs> what Tom went through was not a little thing. I mean, it's, if, if not for God. <laughs> so when they were talking, I was just feeling God just all over what they were saying. And then he said, in 2021, which is 5751, is re returning to your covenant plan. To returning to your covenant, God's covenant for our lives, or restoring the parent root. That was what we've been in. And I started to think, restoring the parent root. Who, as this church and who we are, who's the parent root here? Jack is a root, a big root. And we had just come back from visiting him. And, and I was just like, oh my God. And I started thinking about my mom. And I, and I just started thinking about the things Jack had spoke to us and what was on his heart and what was the message that he was carrying right now. And so now September 6th was the beginning of this new year, which is 5782, which means house. means house. Restoring the house. Wow, I felt something happen in here this morning. God is restoring the house. Restoring the house for the future, setting in the pillars. 282 is linked to house, storehouse for the future. And I was thinking of, of the kids this morning. What is God doing? <laughs> I mean, I just feel the presence of God. I just feel like God is just... Um, I think sometimes we go through trauma and we go through things and hard times. And I, like I said, when I got... I needed to be healed from 2020. And sometimes what happens in our trauma or our loss, or we go through... Your, times of grief, and sometimes we can get stuck in that, and sometimes because we're not whole, we can't move into the future, and we're struggling, and so I just feel like there is such a move of restoration happening, and healing and wholeness, and so with all that, 
we visited our roots with Jack Hines, and we have Jeremy play what is what God has put on his heart. I am ministering to the young people. Our world is such a corrupt. But I take you maybe 8, 16, 17 years old. And I speak to you. You build your tomorrows today. Begin to build on Jesus Christ, the true foundation. He's the way, the truth, and the life. You can be the light of the world. You are the next generation. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which in heaven. Go, illuminate, light up the world, and let the world know that the living Christ is among us yesterday, today, and forever. God bless you, and I'll see you next year. And, my and I end every meeting with this. When life seems dark and dreary and the sun refuses to shine, you can rest in the arms of my Lord and peace you will find. He knows just what you've needed this day. He's with you in the night. And if your footsteps ever stray, his love will guide you right. Savior's love takes good care of you, you and you. Savior's love takes good care of you. And when the rain comes, the winds blow, the storm is on the sea. You'll be safe. His love takes care of you. God bless you. And I'll see you in heaven. Savior's love during the times that we were there, it was always, he always would say, I'll see you next year. And so he'd say it to me about three times because I, I wanted to hear it. And then this last time when he said, I'll see you in heaven, I'm sorry, but I kind of lost it. <laughs> but his message, I gotta get a comment, I'm sorry. His message. He's 97 years old. His message is to the young people. The future, the future of the church. Um, and I believe we're in a season. We're in a season of restoration. I believe we're in a season of God restoring what's been lost. Um, I, I, I just believe that what happens is what happens when we go through when we go through trauma and we go through hard times and we go through difficult things we, and we get into um, grief. I, I understand grief because I lost two children. I understand um, that 
for me in my, in my loss. And I, I believe the world has gone through loss. We have gone through loss. And we can get stuck in it sometimes. And I remember the Lord saying to me, it was really crazy because Leah had died. We were at church and it was, it was like, it was maybe two weeks after she had died and there was a prophetic man that had come to the church and he spoke to me and he said, he said, this, he didn't know me, didn't know, I, I mean, I was a wreck. I, I came to church and I just cried and that's what I did. Um, but I, but I had lost hope with her death. I had lost hope of being a mom. I had, and then I also had fear of, of, of even thinking about being a mom because it was so painful. And he spoke to me and he said, um, it's time to stop grieving. And I remember Fred, Pastor Fred, taking me by the shoulders and saying, Mary, he doesn't know you, and this is the Lord speaking to you. And I just, uh, I had to make a choice. And I'm not saying that I didn't still need healing and it was a process, but I had to make a choice to live again and believe again and love again and believe that I would be a mom again. And I loved what Jack said. I'm talking to the young people to make a choice. We need to make choices. It's a choice. What you choose today is going to affect your future. What you choose today is going to affect 20 years from now. If I wouldn't have made that choice to believe God and move on, and yet, even though I know God, even, I mean, I think over the years, God, I mean, there's deep healing that happens in our lives. Loss is hard. And I, and I don't believe I was totally healed then, but I made the decision to, to live for the living. I made that decision to go on. And um, I, I just believe that, that there's a choice that we make, and the choice has consequences. And I just believe that even when like Moses died and Joshua was was, was called to go forth into the promised land, out of the wilderness. I believe we've been in a wilderness season. Not just us, I believe the whole world's been in it. But God, there's, God's a commissioning for us to go forth into our promises, to, to inherit our promises, to, inherit, to, to receive our inheritance. And what does that look like? But it was different when when, when the Israelites were in the wilderness, they were led, what, by a pillar by night and a cloud by day. When Joshua stepped in, there was no pillar or any cloud. It was different. It was different. They were commissioned to keep their eye on the Ark of the Covenant. That's what they had to keep their eye on. And I believe that that's for us right now, too. We need to keep our eyes on the presence of God. God's in that Ark of Covenant. And when they crossed over, when they crossed over, God told Joshua to pick up, have every tribe pick up a stone and build a 
a monument or an altar. They built an altar of stones um, in the Jordan. And, um, and if you read it, I think it's Genesis 20 or something. If you read it, it was for the children's children. That's why he did it. He said, these testimonies, these things that are happening, what God, is do, what God was doing in Joshua and Caleb's life and, and them moving across, he said, build an altar for your children's children. Tell them those stories. And I feel like just revisiting my parental roots with my mom and with Jock, that it rekindles stories that I had forgotten. I mean, I remember times where the presence of God was so heavy that we couldn't stand. I remember times where Jack would we'd be sitting in the living room and you, you couldn't move. We couldn't move for hours. The presence of God was so heavy. The Shekinah glory of God would just fall. And you know what? There's a whole generation that needs to feel that. I felt it. I, I desire it. I hunger after that. When Lindell Ballinger came, he was another father of the faith. I mean, we had meetings where the, the power of God was so powerful, and it changed our lives. It healed us. It restored us. It, it, it gave us hope for the future. It did all those things. And so today, I just believe that God is here. He's here, he's here in this time and hour to, to rebuild the house, to rebuild the altar, the family altar. What does that look like? Family altar is where the presence of God is burning. It's that Ark of the Covenant that's in your mess. Those things. You know, when God falls, do we feel him? When God is here, does he want to do something? So when the anointing comes, it comes with a purpose. And so I just believe that God is just doing something so amazing. And we get to be a part of it. But we can choose. It's our choice. Jack said it. I'm talking to the young people. You can choose this. I mean, we, have, we have free will. It's our choice. But our choices have consequences. Yes. What happened? What would have happened if Joshua would have said, you know, I can't do this? What would have happened? So I just believe we're in 1782, rebuilding the house. And we're rebuilding it. God is leading and guiding us. He will show us. One of the things that I have just felt so strongly in the last maybe three weeks is the Lord saying, obey my voice, Mary. When I speak to you, obey my voice. Just obey. Trust me. One of the things that the Lord really spoke to me when my mom <clears throat> was dying, he just said, I was just having the most difficult time and he said, do you trust me? And I think it's a new season, a new level of trust with 
the house, with our families, rebuilding the family altar, really allowing the presence of God in our homes like never before. You know when, um, I'm talking a lot, Jen. <laughs> we, I, I do want to pray. I, I just feel like we need to pray. One of the things that happened, and I just want to show this, when Jesus brought, he went to Caesar um, um, Philippi. He, he took his disciples to, to that area. I think it's in Matthew, Matthew 16. And that area was known. If you, you study that, that, um, that area, it was known for its demonic worship. It went as far as when they, if you go back all the way to history, that area was probably the darkest area in Israel. And, it, and the root of that thing was um, when they, they worshipped the golden calf. And then when they worshipped in the kings, they worshipped Baal, and that was in that area. So Jesus, Jesus took his disciples to a very evil, dark place. And that's when he asked Peter, who do people say that I am? And in that, in that text, when we all know the story, Peter got the revelation. He got the breakthrough. He got the revelation that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell. The gates of Haiti will not prevail. It was in the darkest place, but yet revelation shined through into Peter's heart. And so I believe that it doesn't matter what's going on in our life. It, we maybe feel like our world is a real dark, hard place right now, but that doesn't limit the revelation of God breaking through. And so it's such a time to just say, God, you know, whenever Israel got in trouble and if they sinned and they rebelled, and, and we all have missed the mark and we all have um, been disobedient. And even lately I just felt, Lord, I, just, I, need to, I need to follow your voice. I need to hear. We've all messed up. But, but God restores, he heals, and he brings us to that place. And that's what I believe he's doing. I think we're in a, the biggest season of breakthrough and healing. And if we're in, if we're stuck, and I've been stuck, and it's not fun to be stuck. And I believe God is giving us this invitation in this day, today, by even the message of our forefather, Jack, what we choose today is going to affect 20 years from now. The choices we make today for our own lives, the lives of our family, the lives of our church. And so I just believe, I don't know where everybody's at. I know where I've been at. I know it's struggles I've had. But I believe that the Holy Spirit is here to touch our hearts. 
and heal our hearts from loss. It could be loss of a job. It could be a loss of a relationship. It could be a loss of a child. It could be a, um, a disappointment. All those things that happen in our lives. And we're not exempt from them. We're not exempt from disappointments. But if we get stuck in them, as Proverbs 13 says, hope deferred, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when desires come, it's a true life. So I just believe today that we make a choice, we make a decision. Maybe it's just one small step forward into our future. Because the future's bright. God has an amazing plan and destiny for all of us and for this church. Can I hear an amen? Amen. amen. So why don't we all stand? Maybe we just need to renew we talk about renewing the family altar. We talk about renewing. But maybe we just need to renew our relationship with the voice of God. Just, okay, God, uh, you know, my life's a mess. I, 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 I want to move forward. I don't know how to move forward. I don't know what it's going to look like. But I want to make that decision to move forward. So I feel like whenever God shows up and his presence is here, it's for a purpose. And I, and I, I know his spirit touches and speaks to everyone differently. But today, I just if you just feel like the Holy Spirit is talking to you and you want to, you want to move into that, the new beginning that God has, that new day, even us as elders, do we want to move into this new thing? And maybe it's going to look a lot different than it did 20 years ago. But it's God. I heard it today with the kids. 95, 97 years old, and his vision is for another generation. Where is our vision? I want my grandkids to feel the presence of God like I did. I want them to know the voice of God. I want them to know and feel. And, and I believe that God is doing it. It's, it's like even when you don't feel it, he's moving. God's doing something. But I also believe that he always brings us to a decision. Do you want it? How bad do we want it? Yeah. I just feel like if you want it, or if you need prayer because you're struggling and you're stuck, that God is here to touch you today. I believe that 
when his anointing comes, we make a decision. We, we make a step. We take a step. Do we have something to share? I know in the last season of time in my life, and uh, the Lord's just been relaying on my heart about, and it was a scripture that Jack used that said, uh, it's in Matthew 5, 14, it says, you are the light of the world. A city is set on a hill, cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it give it light unto all that are in the house. He said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You know, and the Lord's just really been laying on my heart and in a cross-reference in a different translation, it just talks about we don't have inherited light. We only have reflective height light and so when when we get into the word of God and and Jesus you know uh, comes or the glory of God comes through his word we have reflective light we we have to stand in the presence of God to receive that light you know and I was thinking about Moses and I was thinking about Joshua you know they went up into the they went up into the glory of God you know Joshua sat with Moses in, in, the, in the tabernacle. You know, and the glory of God just shined on them. You know, and, and in that translation, in this other translation, it says that we don't have inherited light. So we have to make sure there's nothing standing in, in between us and light. You know, and, and that, that, that's anything in our lives. That's anything in our lives. It, it could stand and it would stop the reflection of God from coming into our hearts. It could be hurt. It could be, it could be a, a job. It could be, could be anything. <laughs> it could block that light. You know, I, 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 was, I was really... Uh, I loved motorcycles. I loved different things in my life when I, before I would, gave my heart to Jesus. And, and motorcycles maybe would have been that thing that would have stopped, you know, stood in that place of light. You know, people need to um, connect with something. You know, but, but as Christians, we need to connect with the person of Jesus. And he's in this place. We have to connect with the person of Jesus. And, and he's just crying out that, you know, it's only him that can change the world. <laughs> I can't change the world. It's only this light that can change the world. And that light's in this room right now. And I'm not going to let something stand in the way of that light. You know, that, that, that's what Jack was saying. I don't want anything to stand in the way of that light. I would, uh, Paul was willing to give up everything. You know, everything that he walked in, he was willing to give up because he wanted that light to shine into his heart. 
You know, it said that we don't seek, as Christian people, we don't seek the things of this world. We don't seek the things of, we seek the person of Jesus. And that person is in this place. That person was released through Jack Hines. That person was released through Lindell Ballinger. Lynn Ballinger. Dave Wagner. It's been released into our lives. That we would what? That we would be the light of the world. And he's here today. And don't let anything stand in the light or stand in the way of that light. Because that's the answer. You know, Jesus is the answer. And and I'm just saying, open up your heart. <laughs> you know, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man would open that door, I would come in to him and sit with him. That's what Jesus said in Revelations, that he would come and he would sit in that place, the throne of our hearts. And only us can, only you can see what's on the throne of your heart. You know? It could be money, it could be, could be success, could be a, a lot of different things in our lives that are hindering the light to shine into our hearts. Amen. So let, let's pray. Father, we just love you and we thank you. We thank you for your presence in this house today. We thank you, God, that you are a God of restoration and that you are a God that can restore and rebuild and make new. Father, today, I know your Holy Spirit is speaking to hearts. I know your Holy Spirit is is touching those areas, touching spots in our hearts. I don't, I don't know, God, what, what each one of us need, but you do. Holy Spirit, you know. And today, we just choose to surrender our life to you. We choose to put our life in your hand where you're leading and guiding us and healing us and making us whole, Father. We choose the process of being healed. We choose the process of believing and hoping again. God, we choose the process of, of restoration and being that like God. We choose that today, Father. And Lord, if there's anyone that is just really struggling and need that support, Father, we just lift them to you today and ask God, that you will visit them in the night. God, you are a God of dreams and visions. You are a God that speaks to your people. You are the good shepherd, and you said your sheep hear your voice. So God, we, we open our ears to hear the shepherd today. What he is saying to our heart. And we choose to make that decision to follow you, Jesus. We thank you, God, that you paid it all. You paid it all. You paid it all for our wholeness, our healing, our health, 
Father, we just step into faith today. We step into faith to believe, God. We just step into faith that we can shine forth the light of God in this world. Father, you said it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. God, you said you were taking us from glory to glory. God, we just receive that, God. And Lord, we just open our hearts today to be healed and touched by your hand, by the Master's hand. God, we've all gone through things in the last three years. We've all been through trauma. We've all been through loss. We've all been through difficult things. We've been in isolation and we've been in just, there's been so much that has happened in our world. But Lord, we know that you have a plan for each one of our lives. And that plan says, I have a future and a hope. And it's good. And so today, Lord, I just lift up anyone that is in hope deferred. We just, we just break that off their life and we speak hope. Hope for the future. Rebuilding the house for the future. What does that look, God? I don't know what that looks like, but God, I know your voice can lead us. I thank you, God, that you are already started that amazing work. We felt it in the house this morning. We, we thank you that you are a generational God. You are a family man. You are a family man. God is a family man. We are a family. And God loves his family. He loves his children. So there isn't a thing that he won't do for you. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Well, Brother Hines has been a real example to us as a father in the faith, a uh, spiritual and natural because we knew him in a younger age. Of course, he's 97 now. Um, I uh, think about where we're at and uh, our next conference will be Heaven Now. I was thinking when Mary was talking about Jack, we'll see you in heaven. Jack had mentioned that. Well, we'll see you next year. Or, you know, you get 97, you could say, I'll see you in heaven. And uh, he didn't say what, how old he was going to be. He could be 100. But the fact is, is, it's heaven now. And we have to look that God is doing something on the earth to give us a perspective of heaven now. And uh, in November, uh, we have that conference coming up. I think it's November 18th, uh, maybe 18th through the 21st, 22nd. Uh, and we're wanting to have it live and in color. We don't want to be going uh, Zoom on that. So you can pray that direction 
And um, I think it's going to be very, very powerful from this time to that time because it's heaven now. It's heaven now. Not next year or two years from now. This is where people get touched. Uh, I was thinking about Linda. Heaven now. Not next year, not five years from now. Heaven now. Anyone else in the room, if you're needing a touch from God, just say, heaven now. Heaven now. If you're needing a financial miracle, heaven now. If there's a physical ailment in your body, heaven now. If there's chaos or any type of confusion, heaven now because he can bring that all into perspective of heaven to planet earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Not my will, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So God bless you. Thank you so very much, Mary, for sharing the word of God today. Uh, we love you. Have a great week in Jesus. Make sure if you haven't met people here in any way, shape, or form, make sure you go over and shake their hands, hug their neck. Mary, again, put that on Facebook. Uh, what What's the best hug? Uh, I mean, acceptable hug, 22 seconds? 20 seconds. Healing hug. 20 The Norwegians are going to have a problem with that, but I... I believe they might make. <laughs> we break that curse. I, I hear you. All right. Well, anyone needing prayer, we are right afterwards. You can come up, and uh, Mary and Jim will be here. Hopefully, uh, uh, Danny and, uh, well, Frank and Deb, Danny and Linda. And so with that. I, well, I just. We have our new little baby in the house, too. Asher is here. Woo! I love it. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm taking over my mom now, and these babies come. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, and I, where's, where's Dwayne? Do you have an announcement, too? We've had an amazing couple weeks. I <laughs> uh, got to go to Nashville, got to meet Dave Ramsey, you know, in front of billions of people on planet Earth. We got to announce we were debt free. That was an amazing experience. And then we came home a week later and Jenny went to the uh, to Sanford. Uh, she thought we were only nine weeks long. We were 14 weeks long at that point, so. It's, uh, it's been an amazing ride for those of you who know me for a long time. A lot of struggles, like Mary talked about, a lot of darkness. And man, sometimes you just feel like, you know, Joseph in Egypt. It's like you have those moments and you're like, wow, that's cool. Baby's in the house. I love that. All right. All right. Go, family, in the love of the Lord. Press into Jesus, lean into him this week.